Hello, everybody. Welcome to the set. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Joe Biden announced that he's running for president. I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about Tucker Carlson and his dismissal from Fox. No, he didn't come to an agreement with the Fox people. Nobody should fool themselves. It wasn't like uh, they had a nice long discussion and they came to the realization that we don't get along. No, uh, Tucker Carlson was fired from Fox. Absolutely. And it's despicable that that happened. Uh, and they gave in to the corporations. Now, the bottom line by them is the money. But uh, to some extent, they got to stand up and say, we want our host to say the truth. We're not taking upon ourselves the responsibility of leading the country down the drain by lying to the American people and having our host do that, which is what CNN, MSNBC, and NBC is doing. Is this the end for Fox? Maybe not. Maybe yeah. We'll discuss that, okay? Now, Trump... That's another topic we want to cover. He came out and said that there's a possibility that he might not attend the Republican primary debate. Is he right for saying that? Is he right if he doesn't attend the debate? Is that something mandatory that he has to do? Joe Biden's not going to debate. There's no Democratic debate in the primary schedule. That usually isn't. Trump didn't debate when he was the incumbent president. But I think that Trump views himself as an incumbent president in terms of why doesn't an incumbent president debate and go out campaigning like anybody else that's a candidate, right? Because they're this ahead in the polls and it doesn't make sense for them to level the playing field by bringing somebody that's at 2% up and acknowledging that they're a challenge to them. If Trump attends the debate, he's acknowledging that not just Ron DeSantis is someone that he's challenging, but also Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, all those that are very low at the bottom. Uh, my, m maybe Mike Pence. Mike Pompeo said already he's not running. And then you also have uh, Tim Scott, who's going to be a pretty strong candidate. And I think he's joining the race so as he should become the vice president uh, candidate for when Trump becomes the nominee of their party. I don't know if I disagree with Trump. I think he's dying to be on the debate stage, but does he have to acknowledge uh, and level the playing field so that his supporters should see these other candidates and say, hey, maybe I should vote for them as opposed to Trump it, when they see how Trump is being challenged by those people on the debate stage, but I'm asking him the tough questions like, hey, we lost the midterms because of you. What do you say to that? Right? And then, yeah, we, we like what you did. We like your policies, but do we have to sacrifice the general election and let the Democrats win again? the White House, just so that you should be the Republican nominee. If you have the smallest chance of winning, why should we sacrifice that? So we're going to get to a deeper discussion on that issue. But last week, during the weekend on Saturday night, you had the press got together for a dinner, which they have annually. It's one of the you know most prestigious dinners <laughs> for those in attendance. The president usually speaks. President Trump didn't attend, I think, uh, most of the time. And th th that dinner was what many claim caused President Trump to run because Obama was mocking him when Obama was president and Trump was in attendance at that dinner as a guest. And Obama was making fun of Trump, how he would never be able to be president, et cetera, et cetera. And that, a lot of people say, is what got Trump to say, hey, you think I can't be president? I'll be president three times. <laughs> That's what happened. And he did win, right? But last night, Joe Biden spoke, 
and the media and the CNN, which is I was watching last night, they were acknowledging that Joe Biden looked a little bit uncomfortable. But they were covering up for him, saying that he is fantastic. And he does great with the press as opposed to Trump. I want you to hear this because Trump did all these press conferences. He did interviews with people that hated him. He would do an interview with anybody. He did it with 60 Minutes. They were extremely unfair to him. Joe Biden doesn't do any press conferences. The toughest press conference that he did was last week. Oh, my God. Oh, you think I'm talking about the one with the L.A. Times reporter? So basically he announced that he was running on Tuesday via video that he dropped at 6 in the morning. We'll get into why the hell he did that. You're running for president, dude. Why are you announcing at 6 in the morning when most people are sleeping and you're not even live streaming it? But a day afterwards, he did a press conference. And the cameras caught Joe Biden in the act. He had a cheat sheet. And on it, it said, take a question from this person, from that company, from this media you know, place and station, and... One of the questions said, the L.A. Times reporter is going to ask you this, this, and this. Hmm, sounds strange. Well, the L.A. Times reporter asked that very same question. We'll get into that. <laughs> I want you to hear what the press secretary for Joe Biden said. Oh, this doesn't happen. Joe doesn't collude with the media, and they don't give him the questions before. And sometimes they... Tell them which topics they're going to cover. Why in the world would they tell them which co topics they're going to cover? Joe Biden's got to be prepared for every question that has to do with him being president. And he takes selective people? What in the world is that? And it was the same exact question that he had on the paper that the reporter asked. So if he had the question, then he had the answer beforehand. So it's not really a press conference. They don't get to ask him the questions that the American people want that he should be asked. And if you look at most of the questions, they're cheap shots, very weak questions. And he's got the answers. This is not him being open to the press. But last week he did a press conference where it wasn't scripted. And his handlers are not letting that happen again because it was take your child to work day at the White House, and I guess a lot of White House personalities, uh, workers over there, brought their children along, and these children were asking Joe some questions. <laughs> oh my God, he did so poorly. They asked him, where were you last? Which country were you last in? And Joe Biden, a week beforehand, right, and, I, and I'm assuming these children's parents told the children, don't ask any tough questions. Yo, ask Joe, where was you last week, all right? Because they're on the same side, right? These aren't just random children. These are children of people that work in the White House, White House officials, and staffers of Joe. So they said, you'll ask Joe where he was last week. And Joe says, where where was I last week? Oh, I did, I did a lot of places. I don't know. And some little peak squeak, a little kid, yells out, Ireland. This is how it sounded, actually. Pretty similar, so I, I'm sorry for sounding so, yeah. Uh, and Joe goes, how did you know that? Hmm, how did that child know that? You were there last week, yo. Everybody knew you went to Ireland, or you should have certainly known that. 
And then he said that he has six grandchildren. First he said two, then he said three, and then he lost count. Then he said six grandchildren. He has seven. So he got one granddaughter. Pretty weird. And then they asked him to go home. Whatever. It was a disaster. It was the toughest press conference he's ever done because it wasn't really scripted. Right? What can little kids ask him already? And they didn't ask him any tough questions. Uh, the question he did best with was, what kind of ice cream do you like? So how did he answer it? He said, I must be the dumbest president ever if all that I'm known for is chocolate chip ice cream. You betcha, dude. And when they asked him, Mr. President, isn't it time for you to go home? Here's what he said. I'll try to find the cut. You know, a little later in the program, we'll, we'll try to access that. But basically he was saying, by the way, I thought when I become president, I'll be given orders, but I'm taking more orders than I ever give. That's also very true. That was the most truthful thing he's ever said. <laughs> um, that's true. You take orders. You don't give any orders. You're some puppet, and the puppeteers are held in the, handling you in a very fragile manner. And they still screwed up because they let you attend this press conference with his little children. It wasn't even an official press conference. They were just asking him the questions. you got to really keep him away from everybody. But uh, what we have prepared to have you listen to it, uh, Joe Biden and his speech last night, we're gonna, not going to play the speech because it's uh, not something you want to listen to. It's pretty stupid. Uh, and I want you to hear how CNN was talking about it after the speech and how they compared it to Trump and the manner in which he addresses the press and how cooperative he is with, with the media. Here we go. I wanted to talk about was um, Biden's remarks. Um, I actually thought he did a great job. You know, there was a lot of endearing self-deprecation there. He had two minutes on his age. He did two minutes yeah. you know, of age. Yeah, I mean, like I said, before, before the, when we were pre-gaming, I thought that that was going to be part of the focus here is to kind of undercut that attack against him, and I thought it was a pretty effective um, counterpunch, or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I thought he was, you know, pretty endearing, and he did a great job. And it's, you know, some jokes that are good. I thought Biden did great. I thought Roy did amazing. I know, Scott, you're like surprised you got no. Uh, I'd like uh, to hear more about how great Biden did. No, no. <laughs> but what I, what I actually think was most interesting in both of their sets was they called out hypocrisy on both sides, actually, and how we talk about Biden's age but not Trump's age, how we sometimes say women. Hey, hey, hold on a second. This is not that, uh, listen, it's not about the age. It's about Joe Biden and his cognitive decline, his lack of ability to do a press conference, to talk with people, and to get a sentence out without mumbling and bumbling away. You look at Donald Trump, yeah? He was doing all these rallies. You had He was doing a rally for a couple of hours, and the teleprompter broke down in the middle, and he went on. And he spoke and spoke. He did tough interviews. Joe Biden does none of that. Now, a lot of people are saying the reason why Joe Biden is in this cognitive decline is because of his age. That's why they're mentioning the age part of Joe Biden, and that's why it's coming up so much. But you have a lot of people at that age that are functioning way better than Joe Biden is, right? And they're functioning like they're young people and like they always were. And that's the case with Donald Trump. You don't see any cognitive decline or any uh, even physical decline in, in his ability to function when it comes to Donald Trump. He doesn't look any older necessarily. He does look older than he did in the past, but he's all here. He's all there, right? 
So to say we got to talk about Trump's age, no, we don't have to because it's not a problem. Joe Biden's age, which may be the cause for why he's in this cognitive decline, does have to be mentioned. People have to know that you've got a person that's not actually doing the job, somebody standing behind him and telling him what to do and controlling him. Yep, that has got to be mentioned. Let's continue on their prime but men are hitting their prime at certain ages i mean he didn't pull punches and, and neither one of them pulled punches and i appreciate that and i think for the american public it's why they get disgusted with politics because it's like wait a minute you know you have this stance on policy when it's going in your in your favor but then when it's not you want to flip it and so people can read through the bs they are sick of it, and I mean, I found it refreshing to call it out on both sides, Democrat, Republican, press, you know, uh, elected officials. I thought it was good. I thought the best jokes would told were the Dominion jokes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, then he went back to it with smart yeah. magic. I thought that was a pretty funny riff. On Biden, um, the, the line that will stick with me is, in a lot of ways, this dinner sums up my first two years in office. I'll talk for ten minutes take zero questions and cheerfully walk away. I, I'm just going to, for the journalists in the room, he wasn't laughing with you. He was laughing at you. I mean, the reality is, <laughs> I think he's mocking you, yeah. the press. The guy does not take questions, and he's up there joking about it. Mm, and I just, amazing, and they're huh? clapping, and they're laughing about it. And I, because they're I a bunch know. of puppets I, as I well. Owes, I'm, a, I'm pro reporter. The media is brought up the by the Democratic States, Party. I have to talk to these reporters and not mock them. How did it compare to the speeches that Donald Trump gave to the White House Correspondent Center? Oh, gosh. What was the most question? What was the most? He didn't give him. He didn't show. Because uh, he doesn't respect reporters. I mean, and that's the hypocrisy is that. He, does take, he did take their questions. does take their questions. Well, he's also demonized the entire profession. Right. So it's like, you know, sure, have your critique. But hang on again. When it comes to the press, you don't have to respect them, but the point of a fear press is they should be able to ask questions, which you don't have with Joe Biden, right? Trump took the questions. He did the interviews. That's what's important. He could demonize them. He could say they're the threat. They're a problem. He doesn't have to respect them. They're not people that he has to respect. But if we want a fear and free press, which is something that the people need for a functioning democracy, yes, he doesn't have to respect them, but he has to take their questions and he has to respond to what they're claiming, whether dispute them or argue with them or debate with them or whatever it is. But Joe Biden's not doing that. Yay, Joe Biden attended the dinner and he spoke there. What in the world? I don't need him to speak at some crappy dinner with a bunch of fancy suit people that are busy laughing their heads off at the American people. And they're laughing at his jokes when he talks about how he's laughing at the media. What? They shouldn't be laughing at that. This is a big problem. If the media were fear and squeer and asked him the tough questions, and he did the press conference, people would know a lot more. And people would know not to vote for this guy in the general election, even if he becomes a nominee of the Democratic Party. Because you're not to get the alternative Trump. Because it's a bunch of crap. He's not taking questions because he has what to hide from. Absolutely. And the media is not asking the tough questions because they're bought out by the Democratic Party. They're an arm of the Democratic Party. Let's go on. I would take Joe Biden's stance on the press and the free and freedom of speech over Donald Trump any day. Mm, I mean, yeah. he wouldn't even go 
to the correspondence center because who the hell cares about a, that? Uh, I was saying the, what, what, that's not about that's not what the press is all about. The press is not whether he went to this black tie right. event. Sure. It's more like calling us the enemy of the people. Right. You well, know, he believes that he should say that. that. And feeding a lie that a whole network yeah. followed that now has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got another. All right, everybody. So there you have that. Uh, I can't find the cut of Joe Biden with those kids in that crazy press conference. But I do want to talk about his announcement that he's running for president. That was dropped on Tuesday, 6 a.m. in the morning. A couple of questions in that. Why in the world would you do a video, video, which is how he did it? Very simple answer, right? He did it because he wants to be, or rather his handlers want to be able to edit out whatever crap he says. And they couldn't take a chance of Joe Biden speaking to the public with a huge crowd, which is what usually happens, especially if you're an incumbent president. You do with a massive rally. You look how Trump did it at Mar-a-Lago. Look at the crowds cheering. So he had a couple of people in the room, Joe Biden, during that video. But if he would have done it outside, live, what if Joe Biden would have done like this? I am running for for the Senate. I'm running for ice cream. I'm running for... And you think I'm exaggerating that this could have happened. Such things have happened in the past. You could say, I am, I, I have created two billion jobs. I have, uh, I have given everybody a million dollars. That's why you should vote for me. Like something like that. Look at the stories he's made up in the past. Said he'd learned today, yeshiva, right? Never happened. I'm not joking. He learned in a Mexican Lived in Lex Mexican community, grew up in a black college or something. Maybe I'm ex- mess- missing it up. But he said all those things, maybe in a different order. And he's, he's screwed up words by trying to say, you'll hear it on your uh, teleprompter. You'll hear it on your, your tape recorder, on your record play. So imagine if something like that would have happened when he's announcing that he's running for president. That would have been really, really bad. Now, I'm not surprised that Joe Biden's running. We'll get to how they dropped this video very stupid but they clearly put the video out there so that you should be able to edit it out without having those kinds of mistakes happening when he's live okay but they sh- should have still live streamed it and i'll tell you why they didn't they should have dropped it at 8 p.m in the evening during prime time so everybody should hear it and live stream it then so that all the major television networks across the country should hear it and the people should see it but here's the thing i knew joe biden was going to run okay everybody basically knew it since he was born some 25,764 years ago, maybe also by some years, pretty hard to keep up with that. Uh, and I'm not sure he knows how old he is, so I surely don't have to know how old he is. And Joe Biden always wanted to be president, right? Especially since he's entered the Senate some 50 years ago. He ran two times. One time he gave a speech which was made up by somebody else and somebody else has used. And then people found out about that. And they're like, no, we're not having this crap. We're not dealing with this. And now he makes up many more stories. He lies. He steals jokes. And it's, it's all crazy what's going on now. But then he ran again another time, and he lost in the primary. Why? Because people saw what Joe was full of. They saw, no, this is not who I want. It should be my president. Not, not my president. Then in 2020, what happened? The Democratic handlers and the establishment of the Democrats pushed Buttigieg out of the race because they didn't want Bernie Sanders to win. And they decided Joe will be the nominee of the Democratic Party. Obama won as a third term of president, and Obama is a pretty big figure in that party, very influential and powerful, and he's probably the one that's controlling Joe Biden and telling him what to do. Well, you didn't see all these disasters under the Obama administration. Here's why. Because when Obama was president, Obama wasn't going to do all this stuff and have this despicable reputation that Joe Biden has, and people looking at him like, what in the world is going on with you? 
why are you doing all these things backwards? Like when we look at the Afghanistan withdrawal, we first took out the troops instead of taking out the equipment and the people, our allies, and just our citizens that were stuck in Afghanistan first. That was a total screw-up. And then when you look at the Ukraine war, you look at the, the, the gasoline debacle in this country with the prices this high up, right? Joe, Obama would have never done that when he was president so that people shouldn't think it's actually him. But now, with Joe Biden being controlled by Obama, and there's no evidence of that that I can show you, but I'm pretty sure that's happening. There's evidence that Joe Biden is being controlled by some handlers. If you look at that cheat sheet that he had, right? He didn't write it up. <laughs> he didn't write it up. Uh, no, there's not. He had someone write it up for him, and it might have been Obama or somebody working for Obama, but Obama is the one that's pulling the strings over there. That's what I think. He doesn't get the blame. No shame. He gets the results. He gets to control the country. He gets to put it in the ground. He gets to do everything for the corporations that, uh, you know, all this money that's being sent to Ukraine. I'm sure Obama's getting a nice cut of that, right, or something like that. But the power, the power, the kind of power that Obama has to destroy people's lives, you know, a lot of people enjoy that kind of control and influence and power. And he has a third term of being president. He couldn't have done this when he was president, but now he can because he doesn't get the shame of the blame. But I was sure Joe Biden was going to run, even if Obama decides, Joe, I don't want you to be the nominee. Because if you're the nominee of the Democratic Party, Trump might win against you because you screwed up the country this badly. If we put any other candidate against President Trump, Trump was probably going to be the Republican nominee of the party in, in this primary. We're going to see if he's going to win. He's got this base. They're not budging from him. And if you put any Democrat other than Joe against Trump in the general election, Trump would be smeared because the Democrats hate him so badly. He's a monster. He's a villain. They're brainwashed to hate him with such hate that I don't know if it has ever existed in this country in this manner. It's, it's crazy. The mean tweets and his rhetoric and the way he talks and the things that are taken out of context from the way the media plays his stuff, like we will march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol on January 6th. They take out the peacefully and patriotically. We will march to the Capitol is what they let their viewers hear. And so they turn Trump into the villain. You put anybody up against him, and they're like, I'm not voting for Trump. I'm voting against him because, God forbid, if Trump becomes the president, our country's in the ground. But if he becomes president, they'll go two feet deeper, right? But the question becomes, if Joe Biden is the nominee, and Joe Biden screwed up the country this bad, how are people going to feel on the Democratic side of the aisle about coming out and voting for him? If you have another candidate and another nominee, they're like, oh, this nominee's going to come out and say, I have nothing to do with Joe, what Joe Biden did. We're going to fix the problem. Unity, unity. Joe Biden divided the country more. I'm going to need to unite the country. That's what that person's going to come out saying, and the Democrats are going to buy it. Just like they voted when Joe Biden said he was going to uh, unite the country. And you look at the speeches he's given, even in this announcement speech, speech, the most effective point that he's brought across was that we got to watch out from the threat of the MAGA movement. But now, it seems like not only is Joe Romney, which I knew he was going to do, I thought the handlers were saying, Joe, don't do it yet, don't do it yet, because they were hoping to convince him not to run at all so because they don't want to take a chance at Joe Biden uh, losing in the general election, having Trump as president, right? That's the only chance that Trump has to become the president. And... I thought eventually Joe Biden was going to come out himself and say, I'm running. Just like when he went off the teleprompter, we had a Nashville shooting, sad situation. Three students, I think, were killed and three teachers. And Joe Biden came down from somewhere in the White House and he said, 
I'm Joe Biden, my wife is Jill Biden, and I like ice cream. The crowd was laughing, but it was so inappropriate to bring that up. But And that was clearly him going off the teleprompter. So I was thinking maybe he's going to announce now that he's running for president. I knew that he was going to run. Or as I mentioned, two times he ran, he lost. The third time he only won because the Democrats put him into the position. But he's always wanted to be president, and he knows that. And he's going to run again because this was his life stream always, ever since he was born. But in the manner in which he gave out the speech and the way the media is covering Joe Biden, at some point they were coming out against him and not defending him anymore. And I thought that's when they dropped Joe Biden and the handlers were telling the media, hey, just let's shove him under the bus. We, we, he's going to lose in the general election. We don't want him to be the nominee. It's time that you can come out against him. And maybe at some point that was what the handlers were thinking. We're not going to put him up. But it, it seems like in the manner in which this video was giving out, and if you look at how the media is covering Joe Biden, they're covering up his AS. The handlers approved of Joe Biden run, running and becoming the nominee. They're not going to let any other candidate run in the primary. They dropped out a very professional video of Joe Biden speaking. And they think that Joe Biden can make it and win in the general election because the Democrats hate Trump so badly. If they're letting Joe run and become the nominee, it means they're really convinced that they've brainwashed the Democrats so extremely and so well that Joe Biden can do whatever it is he does, and they'll still vote for Joe so as not to get the alternative. And it's really despicable. I heard this on, and on Democratic talk shows across the country. I saw it on CNN, MSNBC. They were all acknowledging when Joe Biden was announcing that he was running that 70% of Democrats, 70% of Democratic voters do not want Joe Biden to be the nominee of their party. They don't, don't want him to run. They acknowledge that. But then they went on to say it's not a problem. It's no problem at all because if Joe Biden becomes the nominee, he's still going to win the general election because the Democrats are going to vote for him so as not to get the alternative. How democratic is that? The people in your own party do not want this person to be the nominee of your party. They want somebody else. Could be Cory Booker or whoever it is. They don't want Joe. For you to say, we'll put him up. They won't let anybody run against him. They're not saying that outright, but they're saying we'll put him up and it's not a problem if he becomes the nominee. Because the Democrats are people. They're using them as a tool. The people, the Democratic voters, they don't get to decide. We force them into it because we brainwash them that Joe, Donald Trump is such a disaster, such a monster, that they'll still vote against Trump and they'll vote for Joe Biden so as not to get Trump. That's tyrannical. That's, that's despicable. How fear is that to the voters of their own party? They don't get to decide who should be the nominee of their party because you're not letting anybody run against them. And you'll besmirch, shame, and blame in the media. It's say somebody comes out, somebody that's really competitive. Now you got Williamson, I forgot the first name of her. She's at 9%. Bobby Kennedy's at 19%. He's not getting any coverage by the media. He's a controversial figure. He's running on the Democratic aisle, the Democratic side, and he's an anti-vaxxer. The media is refusing to cover him. He had an interview with Tucker Carlson. You know, it tells you how much the media is open to having interviews with him if he's going on a Republican show, conservative program. But if any serious candidate comes out and challenges Joe Biden in the primary, I'll tell you, if you have any serious candidate, Cory Booker, the guy from California, Gavin Newsom, is a disaster, screwed up to say, 
the Democrats like him. He'll be able to win against Joe Biden. So what's the media going to do? They'll besmirge. They'll blame, shame Gavin Newsom or Cory Booker. And they'll turn him into a monster as well. So the Democrats say, hey, we're not voting for him or her. We're voting for Joe Biden because we don't want the alternatives even, even in our own party. Now, why do the handlers want Joe Biden, right? Why are you so desperate to get him? Because they can control him. Cory Booker would make his own decisions. Gavin Newsom would make his own decisions. As terrible as those decisions would be, Obama wouldn't get a fourth term. So he puts Joe Biden up. And that way he gets to control Joe Biden, but he's taking a small risk because I think the biggest chance that Donald Trump has to win the general election is if he runs against Joe Biden. But they're letting him do that. Now, they dropped this video at 6 in the morning. Not during prime time. They didn't live stream it so that the people should see it and that the network should have it live for all their viewers to view this video of Joe Biden talking. Why not? Here's why. There was no substance in that speech. Joe Biden has no accomplishments to talk of, right? When you're announcing that you're running for president and you're an incumbent, what what is the things that you're talking about? You're talking about your accomplishments. You're talking about how you want to finish a job for certain things. What Joe Biden was busy saying, we have to finish a job. We need freedom. And freedom is everybody doing having the right to do what they want. He didn't get to any policies that he's passed that have helped the American people. He didn't talk about the accomplishments, and he doesn't have any accomplishments to talk of, so he didn't talk of them. Okay? They didn't want to drop it for everybody to see it. They don't want you to—I'm sure most of you didn't watch that video. I didn't even see the whole thing. If it would have live-streamed on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, and all the other networks, I would have seen it. Just like I saw Trump's announcement for president, because it was live, so everybody looks at it. If it's afterwards, it's a boring speech. I'm not looking through the whole thing. What he was focused on talking about, right, they had to have him talk for a couple of moments. They couldn't have had him just talk for 15 seconds coming out and saying, hey, I'm running everybody for president. What what in the world is going on? They had to have it go on for a few minutes. Everybody should hear that Joe Biden spoke for a few minutes in his announcement speech. But what was he focused on? He was focused on the MAGA Republicans. I want you to hear that, what he was talking about during that speech. Right? If that's all you're focused on, Shows you what kind of campaign you're leading. It's not about you. It's about the other candidate. He's saying vote for me so as not to get the alternative. You're the incumbent president. You're the incumbent president. Where are your accomplishments? And I was talking to a Democrat and I asked him, do you think Joe Biden would be the best nominee? He's like, no. Do you think if he's the nominee, he'd win against Trump and DeSantis? He says, uh, yeah. I said, why? Because Democrats hate him. So I said, wait, your party is willing to put up Joe Biden as the nominee because the voters are not going to vote for the other candidates and they'll vote for Joe Biden so as not to get Trump. Is that fair? Does that make sense? Then I asked him, can you list some of the accomplishments that Joe Biden did? Do you think it was a good president? I said, sure, it was a good president. Some of the accomplishments, please. So there's a talking point that the Democrats are leaving out to their people there. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty stupid. Really, really weak. But if you don't have anything else, you use that. And he says to me, well, Joe Biden created millions of jobs. I said, uh, you know these jobs, these millions of jobs you're talking about. We had all those jobs before COVID. We lost it because Democratic politicians shut down their states and cities. And businesses had to close down and people lost their jobs because of that. 
well, under Trump, the jobs didn't come back. I said, well, com- COVID finished basically at the end of Trump's term. It took time for these businesses to reopen and recuperate and to be able to get back their workers. So Joe Biden didn't create any millions of jobs. It was the Democrats that caused these jobs to go down during COVID by shutting down the states and cities because they like the power. And now the business is open back. And Joe, that's the credit that you're giving for Joe Biden? That's his biggest accomplishment? Seriously? Now, once we're on to that, let's talk about the job that Joe Biden had us lose. By shutting down the XL pipeline and production of gasoline in the country, thousands of jobs were lost because of that. But I do want, I want to make this clear. He did not create a single job. These millions of jobs were there before COVID. He didn't do anything to bring them back. It was just because COVID was over and the businesses were reopening and the people got back their workers, so they all came back to work. And then I asked him, listen, you're giving Joe Biden credit for these millions of jobs. How about, you remember under Donald Trump there was a government shutdown for a couple of days because Trump and the Democrats couldn't come to an agreement on a budget. He had thousands of federal employees that didn't work for those few days. The government was shut down. There was no work. Then Trump made a deal with, and they passed the budget, right? All these people got back to work. Did Trump create thousands of federal jobs? No, he didn't. These people were hired beforehand. They lost the jobs for a couple of days because the government was shut down. I don't give many credit for them getting back the jobs. He didn't create these jobs. Joe Biden didn't create any of the jobs that had to do with people coming back to work after COVID. Now, there's one other accomplishment that Democrats like to talk about when it comes to Joe Biden, and Joe Biden likes to talk about that. Gasoline prices. You'd think that he'd be standing away from that topic, right? <laughs> I mean, under Trump, it was 250 or something. Now it's like 7 bucks. It's going up and up and up. Maybe came down a little bit, back and up. But I'm talking about when it came down a little bit. That's what Joe Biden is focused on. Basically, he bought it up to double. Then he bought it down a couple of cents. So say it was 250 when Trump left office. We were energy independent at that point. Joe Biden became president, stopped the production of gasoline. The, the gasoline prices were going up and up and up and up and up. $5 a gallon. Okay, double the price. It even went up higher, say $6 a gallon. And then it went down 40 cents or something, right? So from $6, when under Trump it was 250 under Joe Biden, $6, it goes down to 560 It's still $2, $3 more than it was under Trump. But Joe Biden says he bought gasoline prices down. Like, that's an accomplishment. It's crazy. I don't even have to bring you an example to understand what this means and how crazy this is. He he hiked the prices up, and then the prices went down a little, and he's taking credit for the prices going down. You're responsible for the prices going up. And it's not like you bought the prices back down to how it was originally or even lower than that. It's still sky high. Well, that's all you can talk about because you don't have anything else. I want you to hear some of the rhetoric that Joe Biden was talking about during the speech. That was pre-recorded. Dropped out at 6 a.m. in the morning. They didn't want to live stream. didn't want everybody to see it because there was no solid things that he was talking about. They didn't want people to think too much about what he was saying during that campaign speech. He couldn't talk of accomplishments. He couldn't talk of policies that he passed that helped the country. He, all he was able to talk about was the MAGA Republicans and their threat to our democracy. Remember, he was the guy that was going to unify the country. Said that four years ago. Unity, peace. Well, he's clearly not on that boat. Call me music in the background. <laughs> but you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take out those bedrock cities. Great job, Joe Biden. You're, you're bringing unity 
you're bringing us all together. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's go for you. Okay, we'll do another podcast to talk about the Tucker Carlson situation and Trump's announcement that he might not attend the Republican primary debate. And I think it's pretty important. It's like really serious stuff because one of the most entertaining aspects of the 2016 election was the primary debates with where he had Ted Cruz and all these names that he gave for people. That's what everybody loved. And uh, if he doesn't attend the Republican primary debates, it's going to disappoint a lot of people that were looking forward to the 2024 presidential primary race. The debates with Joe Biden aren't going to be so interesting because he's half asleep, right, the general election. Uh, those debates in 2020, they were really boring. Everybody's waiting for the, de- the primary debates and hoping that he debates. And I'll talk about whether it's smart for him to debate. I think he really wants to get up on that stage and do what he did in 2016. Uh, before we, we end this, pod, this, this show, okay, I want you to listen to Trump giving a nickname to Joe Biden taking it from Clinton and dropping it on Joe Biden's head. But I'm going to retire the name Crooked so that we can use the name for Joe Biden because he'll be known from now on as Crooked Joe Biden. All right, everybody, and that wraps it up for today. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Set, the political talk show that has its own set of opinions. I'm Herschel Alexa, and see you next time. Yep.